everyone, to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me as always, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger. Got a few things to cover this week, and uh, you know, now that college football and pro football college football is over, pro football is going into the postseason, and uh, just nothing but personal transactions, pretty much at this point for the Tigers. Uh, but we got some for you, and um, also, I don't know. I guess we have to report on what's happened with LSU basketball. Since we last uh, spoke, because it's 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 not really great, but baseball looks to be that way. So baseball could be great. Uh, they've they've come out ranked number number one in the country by D1 Baseball. We'll talk about all that. Anything else that comes up, line yap style, like we tend to do. Uh, but before we do, I'm checking with you guys. Good to be with you again. Um, I don't know. It's I thought it was going to be a, you know like we always think it's going to be a quiet week, uh, and then something. You know, then some bombshell happens. I, I feel like we should head into these these low these low periods and saying, "Oh man, I just know there's going to be some horrible news tomorrow," <laughs> and then yeah, maybe really. it won't happen because, like, right after we uh, right after we recorded, and uh, you know, I guess whenever it was uploaded, like by then Walker Howard was was already saying adios to Baton Rouge and to LSU. Uh, you know, reports were going probably to TCU. I don't know if that's been confirmed, but um, you know, he's going from purple to purple. If that's the case, but he's gone. Um, I think a lot of Tiger Nation was shocked. Although I feel like some of us probably, you know, we've talked about it being a situation. Uh, I'm not really that surprised. You know, we knew it was probably going to be him or us. It ended up being him. Uh, you know, there might be more to it than we know at this moment. Like, you know, why did? Why did he leave instead of Nuss, right? Like, what was the the end of the season conversation that Brian Kelly had with him? You know, I don't know if I'll ever know that, but I don't know. It's um, it sucks we lose the guy. I mean, he did get to you know have some time in games. I, I realize it was you know mop up duty basically, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what else Brian Kelly could do. You know, he had his starter, his like one A, and then you know B was obviously Nuss. So I don't know. I, I know it sucks, but I'm. I'm not really too broken up about it. Yeah, you know, what about you guys? Yeah, you? good to be good to be here with you again. And uh, I mean, the, yeah, you're right. Like the the bombshell of all bombshells, pretty much with Walker Howard transferring. This is a guy who, I mean, LSU people who follow recruiting have been talking about since he was like a sophomore in high school. I mean, we've he been was talking about him for a long time on the podcast. We've been talking about him for almost as long as this podcast has been going on. He's been on our radar. Um, I think that uh, it, it's definitely surprising. I think uh, it was Scott Rabelais from the the Advocate. He said, "You know, I don't I don't often get shocked in like recovering LSU because I've because I've been doing it for twenty some odd years." He was like, "This shocks me." Um, I kind of feel the same way as as you though scott like i'm not um i'm not like oh this is the end of the world (laughs) um i do think that i'm surprised it wasn't nuss um i i agree i think it was going to be one of them um but i i you know i wonder we've talked about it before we talked about with with what does nussmeyer getting more snaps in the um you know, in the bowl game and in the, in, in the A&M game, um, what does that mean for him? What is it? What does Jaden Daniels staying mean all this as far as like quarterback for next year? Um, I, to me, I, and I just, I don't think, I think that when you put together kind of the puzzle as I see it, 
Nussmeyer clearly got better from week two, the first time we saw him, to the end of the season when we saw him a lot. He clearly got better. I think he got exponentially better. Um, I, I, I think that uh, Brian Kelly is has shown to be good at evaluating talent and good at, at uh, you know, retaining talent and and when he needs to. I think that if if Walker Howard had been a transcendent you know, quarterback, I, I, I think that Brian Kelly probably would have had the difficult conversation with, with Nussmeyer or maybe even the difficult conversation with Jaden Daniels and said, look, like we love you, but we have, you know, the reincarnation of Peyton Manning here. <laughs> and so uh, we're going to have to go with him. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just don't think that, you know, it might not, that might, maybe that's maybe Brian Kelly said, you know, you're great, but you're just not ready. And we're not, we're not going to stake our whole program on you. Um, I do. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting situation. I think the TCU angle is very interesting, especially with um, his former high school teammate, Jack Besh already there. Um, I think that could be cool for, for both of them, but, uh, and it went with the success that they've had, uh, but it does kind of color my, well, you don't want to be, you don't want to be like sour and be like, well, he was never going to be good anyway. Um, but I, I just, I, I do wonder, it's like, he's, uh, it's not like he's, tr- he's not transferring to Georgia. He's not transferring, or at least that we know of, he's not going to like, he's not theoretically going up. I guess TCU did make the playoffs. So they're up, they would be higher. But I think that, you know, put us in the big 12. I think we're probably up there with them as far as like making the playoff, and you know, sure. a one loss team. Um, so I would say he's probably taking a somewhat of a step down in far, as far as programs go if he ends up at TCU, which is kind of the the indication, I guess. What do you think, Daniel? Well, I agree with a lot of points with what you said, and hello to the Tiger Nation out there. Good to be back. Uh, like like you mentioned, we always have the, the curse on the podcast where the big news drops the day after, so we're a little bit late <laughs> on the news cycle on this one. But at least Walker Howard hasn't announced exactly where he's going at this point. You discussed the TCU angle. Um, uh, another place that's been picking up steam since yesterday is Ole Miss. He's gotten mm. three um, crystal ball predictions to Ole Miss on two four seven since yesterday, and which I think is pretty interesting, considering they brought in Jackson Dart as an, another transfer quarterback there before last year, and he played pretty was well. Good. Um, not Heisman level, but he, he had him rolling for a little while at least. So I don't know if Walker thinks that either he can beat out Jackson Dart this year, or maybe sit for one year and start afterwards. Uh, so we'll, we'll see where it ends up, but it is sad to have a Louisiana homegrown product who we've been hyping up for years, um, sit, play for one, not even really play, but be on the team for one season, take a couple snaps and then head out. And it, yeah, you just got to focus on the, the future at this point. One thing I think is that if what probably was going on in Walker Howard's head is that if either one of Jaden Daniels or Garrett Nussmeyer leaves this offseason, he stays because yeah. maybe Jaden uh, declares to the NFL. He's like, okay, I can sit behind Nussmeyer for one year and then I'll be the guy. Or I can, or you know, I possibly, beat, or I beat him in camp. Yeah. It's a one-on-one showdown. You're not in the, the three-way three-headed monster or possibly if Nussmeyer says, okay, I'm out. I want, I'm good enough to start somewhere right now. I'm going to TCU then he's kind of the same mindset. He's like, okay, I can sit behind Jaden for one year, learn, and then I'm the guy. But since they're both staying, 
there's not much light at the end of the tunnel there, at least for probably two years. So it's it's understandable, especially since college football now, this is not like the NFL where you can get a, a franchise quarterback for six, seven years. Like you get two good years pretty much and that's it. So you don't want to waste them. And I don't blame him for doing that. But at the end of the day, it is disappointing. But with we got two solid quarterbacks on the roster, possibly more with Ricky Collins coming in and who knows what else uh, people transferring in and out. So uh, I'm okay with the future immediately for next year and beyond. But uh, yeah, I wish he could have stayed. And that's like you mentioned, shocking considering how loyal he was supposed to be to LSU from the the outset of the, the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned Ricky Collins because I, I was going to also, because I mean, Walker Howard, I guess the one thing was that he, like, you know, you said LSU was his dream school. He ended up committing, you know, he did the video with Brian Kelly and, you know, it was, it was the a iconic video. Yeah. And he was, he was basically going to be what Miles Brennan did not uh, ascend to, which was going to be like the first time in a long time, homegrown quarterback at LSU. I don't even know how far back I had to have to go. Uh, I don't know, Matt Flynn, maybe. maybe. I don't know. It's like the, the first LSU quarterback to like ascend and take us to the promised land just because that's the only position that's like plagued us for so long. Uh, you know, we thought it was going to be Miles. That didn't work out. You know, but okay, it's it's definitely, definitely going to be Walker Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but no, it's not. And you have to wonder, like you were saying earlier, like if, if somebody else had left, he'd be number two. So he'd probably, no matter where he goes, like you said, if he goes to Ole Miss, uh, number two is better than solidified number three, which is, I'm guessing, what he might have been, you know, looking at. So it makes sense. It sucks. But, hey, uh, that's why I think, you know, Ricky Collins, I, I almost want to say, you know, he he sounds like he's an LSU guy too. You love both. But, you know, so was Walker. He just didn't want to wait. Uh, so it's I think it's naive to even put any, any value or, uh, you know, creed into if a guy says he's an LSU guy or not because – yeah, that'll change. That'll change variably, probably on his playing time. Well, right? well, and, and we haven't even mentioned nil money, right? You yeah. know, I, 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 I do wonder if you know, maybe, like, does Nussmeyer have an nil deal? I don't know if he does. I don't know. He got the cheese it thing. He got the cheese. Yeah, he did get to stay in the cheese room. Um, i just don't know something yeah that that is something but you know it's like not many third string quarterbacks are getting nil deals i guess quinn ewers actually did have one last year uh yeah or two years Uh, ago ohio state that's because that's the whole reason he left right to take money anyways um but i think that was like a hometown deal but my point is is like when when walker howard transfers and you know eventually wherever he ends up i'm sure there's whoever he's dealing with i'm sure has a has a deal in place for him um it's 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 definitely you know this is this is one of the first years we were we're kind of they're rewriting the book as far as how rosters are maintained how rosters are uh are picked and how transfers work i mean not just with the portal but also with the nils and everything to where um you know you're not going to be able to to have just a bunch of five four or five stars on your roster that that you just keep you know it's like i don't know if we're ever going to see a quarterback uh you know depth chart like you saw with 
with Alabama where it was Jalen Hurts to uh, Mac Jones, you know, all on the same team. Right. I mean, we, we just saw Georgia win the national championship and already a fair number of their players have transferred out. Um, guys who were promising coming out of high school, but just given the amount of talent on the roster, get, didn't get the playing time that they wanted. So and go somewhere else. And that's across college football. But I guess that's just the way it is. Nick Saban knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do wonder, like, you know, like for instance, Max Johnson. Of course, he he was you know great for, great for us. We kind of all thought, oh man, he might he might be the next guy. All this, and then uh, you know he transfers, kind of fades off. I don't know if if he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be the starter at AM next year. Maybe I'll be wrong, but uh, you know, I always feel I, I feel like Jimbo's moved on to that to that. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Wigman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he you know Jimbo seems to like. The, you know, think that that's his guy that he likes as a freshman. Um, I do wonder if Walker Howard, you know, it's like a lot of times when you, when you transfer, it can either go really right. Like a burrow or like a Justin Fields or, or, or you know, all the other great transfers that you've, that you've talked about or that you've heard about, but it can also just go very wrong where you go from, you know, you probably had a little bit of a trajectory to kind of just becoming obscure. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to Max Johnson. I mean, in that vein, as far as I can think of, only one quarterback has finished their career at LSU in the whole time we've done this podcast, and that's Joe Burrow. Because we went from him to Miles Brennan, who ended up like semi-retiring. Then we went to TJ Finley, who went to Auburn, Max Johnson at AM. A&M. And then now we have Jane Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer, who were still on the team. They they were still kicking it. And then Walker Howard, who's gone. So out of six players in the past four years, only one has finished up. So um, I don't know if you could say that's a culture problem. It's just kind of a combination of random circumstances, but it is kind of weird to think about. Well, I, I think it could have, it could have been a culture problem, you know, years in the past, all of the, all of the quarterbacks that we're talking about were recruited by the, the past coaching staff. And that's true. Even Walker um, Howard was not Brian Kelly's recruit. He was pretty much handed to him when he started. I mean, the, the weird thing, the weird thing, the thing that does change it a little bit, and who knows, maybe, maybe this was, I mean, think a lot can change over a year, but, um, you know, Brian Kelly did. Uh, I remember this vividly when Will Campbell and, and uh, Walker Howard took the the recruiting visit together to Notre Dame. And that when, when Brian Kelly was announced as the coach of LSU, I was, I was, I instantly thought about that. I'm like, Oh wow. He was already recruiting for LSU basically at that point. Um, so I do, I did kind of wonder about that, but I think you're right. Like, you know, he, maybe he has different, maybe he has Kelly. This is has different priorities as far as what he looks for in players. And, you know, so he was willing to let go of, of Walker and not really, uh, you know, fight tooth and nail to keep him. Cause it doesn't seem like to me, I haven't heard of anything of any, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like a slow burn of, Oh, he's thinking about leaving. Oh, you know, it's kind of off and on. And, I mean, he was just kind of like, to me, it seemed like he just said, okay, I, I'm going to leave. And Brian Kelly was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, as they say, hindsight's twenty twenty. But if you look back at things, like how, you know, at the beginning of the season, Kelly was saying, yeah, and us and J- Daniels are just like neck and neck. Uh, you know, you just, that tells you one thing, but it doesn't tell you how far down, you know, two slash whatever, you know, Howard, if he's considered number three would be. Yeah. And if you look back even further, remember our bowl game uh, the year before against Kansas State? like we could have possibly avoided a huge embarrassment 
uh, if they had just let us play. But I, I think, I don't know, something about what they knew. They knew Howard was coming in, but they didn't want to burn his red shirt. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's like they wanted to keep him available for another at least two years. So to me, that says, I, you know, I don't know that Howard was guaranteed that he was going to play the next year or two anyway. Was it? I thought I thought it was Nussmeyer's decision. Oh, was it? It was his red shirt because he had already played in I think four games that year, and if he had played in the bowl game, then that would have consumed a year of eligibility. So he sat no. out. No, I know. I think, but I think it was his decision not. to Oh play. yeah. Like I think he said, "I want to keep my red shirt." Uh, okay. Well, that that changes my whole point at all completely. So never. I, I might be wrong. That's how <laughs> how I remember it. No, I think you're right. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle though. Maybe it's yeah. somewhere where they're. I mean, you think about it. Like, I guess I guess you can't necessarily force a guy on the field, but you can kind of make it. You know, the whole red shirt thing. Like, if you you know you could, I don't know. Maybe in today's game, but I feel like you know there's definitely an argument to be said that hey, this is a bowl game. We need a quarterback. We don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Like, and and Miles was still there, but hurt, right? So we Miles hadn't left the team yet either. It was such a weird time. I think you're right. I don't think he'd left, but I don't think he was available. He was unavailable. Oh, right. Hadn't he just he just had his procedure, like the only the only surgery ever to be done like that or something like that? Yeah, I I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I remember it's like the, the bowl game. Then Daniels came in and then Miles left like after. You know, the spring. So well of course well of course remember Miles put his name in actually though, remember he put him in the portal and he took his name out. Right. But Kelly convinced him to stay. Yes. Because he said, I need you. And then and he then, said, Oh actually God, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that talk about a weird situation. For like that stretch from like basically from when Cocho got fired but was still the coach <laughs> to to the point where Miles Brennan retired. <laughs> it's like some of the weirdest LSU like news. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but then we see like, and then the fans sit here in this limbo and like, who are we gonna hire? Like we we were all talking about names that may or may not have even been considered. And then the one name that I don't know if anyone was really speaking about, just yep, he's hired, he's here. And we're like, yeah, oh, he, wow. he was not on our radar when we were discussing yeah. that. Now, but I mean, that's, you know, that's what Scott Weaver has done with, uh, with baseball as well. Uh, basketball too. Um, I mean, we got to talk about the basketball game, but yeah, it's like, it was, it was such a, uh, a great move. And I think Scott Woodward's, uh, like all of these hires he's had, you know, especially Kim Mulkey too. Uh, they, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna pay dividends, especially, um, some sooner than later, but that brings us to, uh, well, I don't know. Did you guys have any other thoughts on, on all that? With Not the, really. We'll probably stuff. hear within the next week or so where Walker Howard's going, and then we might have a, yeah. a follow up on that. But uh, it doesn't really affect the LSU situation too much. So we just got to move on and focus with who we got. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is that like a, a decision that probably went in LSU's or it could go in LSU's favor that will instantly affect us on the field. You know, starting the first game, it came out. Uh, with John Emery not entering entering the NFL draft. So, you know, it's like probably the biggest news in LSU over the past week has been Walker Howard entering or entering the portal. But, you know, we're, we are talking about a third string quarterback. We really, <laughs> we really talk about it. Um, whereas, a, you know, potential first string running back, we're all, we're, st- I mean, I'm still waiting on John Emery to arrive at this program. 
but he's got one more year to do it. Maybe, maybe 2023 is the year. Yes. He will not be another, um, Cardell Thomas and just like the, the what if that never happened. Uh, yeah, he's, he's coming back for that fifth year. I mean, he did think about it. He did sit out for a year and two games on some academic suspension. So I don't know. Obviously, I don't know if he got a draft grade or if he even asked for one, but he, you know, maybe he wanted to finish out, get a career, get a, get a degree and then see where his chances are after that. Cause if he had one full season of, of him, I mean, he's, he's not going to be, I don't know if he's going to be RB one, right? But uh, I think a good year with him healthy can can be good for him and us. And uh, I mean, it's going to be really deep, really deep running back room with him and Josh Williams, Armani Goodwin, Noah Kane. Uh, we got Trey Holly coming in. I think the Tigers are, are really good there. Then you look at the O line. We we hope to have all back. Then I don't know. It's going to be really good. Still think Jaden Daniels will probably run for more of all than all of them, but. Well, we'll have good running backs, you know? Yeah. I agree. Running back rooms will be crowded, but I guess uh, iron sharpens iron. So let the, let the best man win there. And yeah, we, we've seen the flash. We've been saying this for three years, but we've seen flashes (laughs) from John Emery. He has like three good plays every year. And so maybe he'll be good for four next year. But uh, (laughs) remember, remember like (laughs) we saw flashes of him in the 2019 season. (laughs) Like that was like, Oh man, this freshman, John Emery, he's pretty good. (laughs) Just wait till, just wait till next year. Yeah. Cause we were leaning on Clyde at that point, but then behind him, yeah, it was John Emery and Ty Davis price. And we're like, Oh, next year, gonna have the two-headed beast of them like thunder and lightning and we got a little bit of that but it was kind of like eh. then ty davis price had that had one game against florida that like literally gave him an nfl contract and then that was it mm-hmm. what did he get for like he had like 300 yards or almost all-time rushing leader single game at lsu <laughs> yeah it's crazy that's gonna be a trivia fact in like 20 years and no one's gonna know the answer right um, <laughs> uh, I have another trivia fact for you. Let's let's see if we remember this in twenty years. Uh, what was the largest modern era loss in LSU basketball history, and by how much? Oh, gosh! Any, any I, assume, I assume it was this week. Was it? Yeah, was it, yeah that's, Alabama. What I, that's what I'm hinting at. Yeah, I mean LSU basketball lost to Alabama on the road, but still, oh my goodness! I mean, it was forty. Like they were down by thirty at half almost. Uh, it was just they lost. It, it was just ridiculous. One hundred six to sixty six, uh, forty point loss. I don't know. I, it, we started so well, taking out Arkansas for our first SEC game, our first SEC win. Matt's Matt McMahon's first SEC win, and then we've lost every game since then. Yep. So uh, we we are definitely not contenders. We are pretenders for now. Yeah. What uh, say you guys? Uh, bad, just bad. But uh, you know the thing that I I'm thinking every and it's maybe it's unfair. Or I don't know. I f- I feel like every time I watch LSU basketball, I'm thinking like, okay, like what would this be like with Will Wade as the coach? You know, maybe that's unfair to Matt McMahon. I don't know. But I'm just like I I don't know like. I mean, we did lose. We lost everybody. I mean, everybody. This whole team is completely different. Um, I, I mean, uh, what Miller's about the only good player. It's you know, it, it's fun to watch or whatever. But, yeah. um, I don't know. It, it, there's something. 
I just I hope I hope that this is I mean this season's pretty much this season's pretty much gone. Do we all agree? Like like if, if we're not it's gonna not get that good. much better. We're we're one and four in our next three games are against top twenty five opponents. Yeah. So I'm just I'm hoping that this is kind of like a the result of a total, you know, rubble. You know, it's like this the the whole program was destroyed for for firing the coach and everybody transferred. I'm hoping that next year, you know, Matt McMahon will actually be able to install whatever it is that he, you know, hopes to do. I, I, because I don't think this is it. <laughs> well, in Will Wade's first season, they didn't do so well either. I think they went, they they had a losing record in the SEC. I think they made the NIT, but it wasn't like um, fun and games then. So maybe, yeah, like you said, there's still a chance to turn it around next year. But in Wade's second season, that was his best ever at LSU when I think they were like 27 and 7 or something. And then we made it to maybe the Sweet 16. Um, but yeah, that was the, the first year with uh, Tremont Waters. Yeah, Tremont Waters, Skylar Mays. Um, yeah, uh, that's Darius Davis, right? Yeah, was nice that was when they were having fun and they, they won SEC, I believe. So next year is going to be a big sign. That I don't think that even if the rest of the season goes absolutely terribly, they're not going to cut Matt McMahon or anything. They'll probably give him at least two. Um, but if things don't take a, a little bit of a turn for the better next year, then it could get dicey. But hopefully that gives, uh, we've been saying that we give them time to, to mesh as a team with all new roster, but they're, 20 games into the season now this is when you got to start asking questions is like is that chemistry ever going to happen and our recruiting doesn't look super hot next year we don't have any like five stars lined up to come in um, which was one thing that will wade was good at you can't really take that away from him either how many strong offers is mavic man though <laughs> yeah what about how will wade was like just so committed to it that he was willing to open up his own pocketbook to get these people to sign he didn't even have the nil money <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, I know. Well, Gordon McKiernan hadn't presented himself yet, so somebody yeah. had to do it. Somebody, yeah. Well, it was like somebody has to do this. But yeah, I guess we just sold our men's basketball year for the women to be on a tear, which they are. But uh, I would like to have a little bit of the fire back in the the men's basketball program. But we'll see. I guess they got a couple games this year against or this week, excuse me, against high level opponents. So if they can win one or both of those, then uh, there'll be some some footing to to build on yeah something uh i mean like i said they're able to do it once against arkansas who's you know no slouches themselves but uh i don't know it's it's just weird how they the whole season up until we've hit this sec schedule it's like they either no matter what the team was good or bad unless you played them the same right like every game was within four six eight whatever points but then after that Arkansas win, then we just lost to Kentucky. Then we lost by a little bit more. What was it like, ten or twelve or something to uh, to Florida? And then we just got our doors blown off by Alabama. So it's I don't know. Maybe we're hitting a rock bottom, like you said, and we can only go up from there. But um, it's it's just a, it's not a pretty trend of of like how we've just. It's almost like a collapse, but. I don't know. Maybe they just got to find find it within themselves. Maybe it's not going to happen, and whatever the magic they have is gone. I don't know. That's that's up to them, right? Yeah. I feel like like by the time we're wondering if they're going to be a bubble team and worried about that, if we even want to care, <laughs> uh, you know, baseball will be taken off, and we'll be. Yeah, okay. I mean, we're we're one month away. I think exact to the day of uh, baseball's first pitch. So, 
Indeed. First game. Yeah. It's on the 17th. Uh, I mean, they do start practice on the 27th. If I was in Baton Rouge, I don't know if they have them open, but I, I would definitely go to one. Uh, but yeah. So like I said, hopefully baseball can kind of take the sting off of <laughs> the men's basketball program. I don't know. Do you think they, would you, would you care to guess now if they would make the tournament or not? LSU basketball, I would yeah. say negative. I'm um, getting, yeah. Nope. It would have to be a miracle run at the end, which I don't really see coming. The women are in the, I mean, they're number three in the country right now and they're looking to lock up a number one seed, which would be pretty wild. They just be back to the days of the like early two thousands with Simone Augustus and Sylvia uh-huh. Fowles. They, they just had the, the statue of Simone Augustus yeah. unveiled at campus. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, the men, they'll just be looking to spoil somebody's season in the sec tournament. Probably that's basically their only way to get in is if they get super hot in the tournament and somehow take it down. Yeah. I, I think they would take an NIT invitation. I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, some guys stay and we, Matt man, Matt McMahon can have something to build on other than having to replace everybody again. Yeah. Uh, but, but we'll see. Um, and, uh, you know, as for baseball, you know, as we mentioned, uh, they're, starting their season a month from now uh, and they some new rankings just came out. D one baseball has them at number one uh, pretty much saying because of the stacked roster. Although I think some, I mean, a lot of the field players and our hitters, we know who they're going to be. Uh, some of the pitchers though, who we've got in the transfer portal, you know, who may or may not have had success elsewhere remains to be seen how they'll do in an sec schedule. But um, I think that's also part and parcel of why they they gave us, gave us the number one ranking because we basically got what the uh, um, what's uh, the guy from Ain't Sh- Shitone? Oh, Shuhei, Shuhei, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we basically got him in college, and the guy's been been lighting it up from from the scrimmages, from what I hear. So uh, that's probably why. Again, you know, like you said. Uh, Earlier, Daniel, it's, we, we started out number two last year and didn't really mean much later in yeah. the season. But well, we seven of the t- seven of the top ten teams are from the SEC, so the competition is going to be stiff. You got no bad teams basically in the SEC, and uh, an even record in the conference is you're doing pretty well. So uh, obviously, we we have our hopes higher than that on Omaha and beyond. We just need to see improvement from Jay Johnson in year two and capitalizing on this very nice crop of talent that he has. I think like 16 players are ranked by a perfect game is like uh, MLB prospects, which on a college roster is very high uh, with possibly the number one overall pick in Dylan Cruz. And you really don't want to let that go to waste. Uh, so yeah, the excitement about baseball is building um, and uh, I want to see the Tigers knock it out the park. Absolutely. Are we going to Omaha if they, uh, if they make it? I think we have to. I might. <laughs> right? Uh, that, that'd be, it's, it's a nice trip, I hear. Uh, I have a cousin there, so I, it'd be a nice trip for me. But uh, I've, I've actually been there once before, but not for, not for uh, you know, College World Series. But I would, definitely would. Yeah. Um, especially if they were like, you know, what was that? That 90, 91 team, the Gorilla Ball, where these guys are just on a tear. And it's like, you know, it's just, it seems like it's destined to happen. Yeah, you'd want to be there for that. <laughs> Side note, did y'all see that Arkansas got 
championship rings for making it to the semifinal of the college world series last year like their baseball team just got rings for that i saw no i did see they got rings i was like this is yeah this college world series on them it's like you think they won the whole thing but they lost (laughs) in the semifinals to the Ole miss the eventual champions when i saw the headline the headline i saw just said like arkansas gets their rings and i was like wait they won I was like, wait, I don't. I, I was like yeah. racking my brain. I was like, I guess so. And then I was like, wait, no, they didn't. <laughs> SEC rings, maybe? Uh, no, that's that was Tennessee. Yeah, that's that's so weird. I, I feel bad for them because they they were trying to get that first ever title and they just they couldn't do it. So they gave them themselves a second place ring or third place. Oh my goodness! All right, whatever. Yeah. Hey, at least we're not doing that. Yeah, I know. Right? We might yeah. we might lose every basketball game, but we're not giving ourselves rings. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Same with with football and baseball. I just we sorry we can do we can do it without this. We get a cheese it encrusted ring for winning the cheese it bowl. Nope, Daniel. I said I don't want to hear about cheese for like at least another month. There was just too much cheese with the cheese it bowl and the cheese the 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 cheese it capital citrus bowl, whatever. Oh man, then the cheese bed, the cheese room. I bet I bet Nussmeyer becomes a vegan. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I think that was all we had, guys. Unless y'all had something else. I think that's no, all. I think that, yeah, a nice, uh, you know, somewhat of a of a concise week, but a lot of jam packed with news. So yeah. I like it. Yeah, well, and then you know the the NFL playoff picture is uh, more more narrower now. Um, I don't know. I was going to ask you guys this, just because. Well, I also wanted to mention. Um, uh, Russell Gage got hurt in the the game yesterday with the the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. I, I think I heard, for most parts, he's he's doing well. You know, prayers out to him. Hope he recovers fully and is able yeah. to play again. Because that guy, he's like he for what he was at LSU and what what kind of career he's made for himself in the NFL is is kind of remarkable, right? Like most guys fall off after three years, maybe less. But he is he's been in the year uh, in the league for years now. Um, but all signs point to to him uh, doing better, so that's good. But mm-hmm. I don't know; it's just weird how it was this week, and then you know, Demar Hamlin uh, with the with the Bengals and that Bills game. Uh, wasn't that like right after? I think somewhat something happened in the LSU game too, like the bowl game, right? It was the Purdue player got hurt. Yeah, the Purdue. It was yeah. like, like same day, home. wasn't it? The same yeah. day they had, they had yeah. to take him to the hospital. Um, but yeah, so. They actually got the rematch of the Bengals versus the Bills this week, which so people will get to see that game go down and mm-hmm. they'll have a, a lot of stuff about DeMar Hanlon going, I'm sure. So, but yeah, hopefully Joe makes another and Jamar Chase make another run at it. Um, they escaped the Ravens. So, but yeah, there's LSU players on all the teams. So I think basically no matter what, some LSU player will be a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. They said, oh, really? So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. For like the, whatever year in a row. Um, with that, with all that happening with the injuries and stuff, do you guys think like the NFL or I don't know, even college, like they would like after the season was over, they just like, they look really hard. Like, how are we going to, how can we prevent, like, you know, you think they would make any changes in the off season based on, on this? I think maybe a protocol if that happened, because right. Normally if something happens to somebody, as soon as they leave the field, you know, they go to the hospital, then, you know, play resumes. Yeah. It didn't in that Bills game, you know, understandably, but it's like, are they going to do that every time? Like what, how do you determine what, you know, should the game go on or not? You know, like, do you think yeah, I, I don't know. It's, um, it's a, it's a different situation. I, I short answer. I would say, yes, I'm sure they probably, I, I would almost, I would almost 
uh, guarantee the NFL will have some sort of procedure change just because they almost have to. I mean, Goodell in the in the league got absolutely obliterated. Kind of on, you know, I'm not a huge, I'm not like some Goodell fan. I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily dislike him, but I'm not a, a huge fan of his. But, um, uh, you know, they, they people went off on the league for the whole for the five minute thing, the warm up. I mean, uh, so I, I would imagine that yes, there will be some sort of protocol. I don't know what it's going to be though. I would think it it might be something you can't really change the course of play too much you've already got that with like the targeting penalties and they're definitely they've moved in that direction a lot over the past few years like trying to protect the players i don't know how much more you can do without kind of maybe this is like football old timer take but like without kind of changing the game well, look um, at that play i mean i saw some idiot on twitter was like was talking about how bad like how it was all t higgins fault this wide receiver barely touched the guy like yeah. i mean it's, it's a freak accident. Yeah, I think the, the way they're going to kind of go around that is they're going to put in some sort of procedure like pre and post game checkups or something like them where like you have to kind of get evaluated by the doctor, like whether you want to or not before and after the game, make sure you're all good. They're probably doing that anyway, but it'll just be more public at this point. Yeah. Um, and then there will I assume there'll be some accountability like we saw with Tua like maybe playing with a concussion this year, like somebody will will get in trouble if that type of thing happens again. And but that's about all you can do. Um, I think so. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see that evolve over time. We've already seen some decline, the number of like youth football players uh, due to injuries. I don't know if that continues um, over the next few years. So uh, it's a dangerous sport, but I guess that's what makes it somewhat entertaining is the, the action yeah, um, yeah. And, and people enjoy it, but it, it is a hard decision to make. It is. And, you know, the, the NFL had to make it, and obviously they had some contingency plans in place for, uh, the games themselves. I just, uh, I don't know. It's like it, it happened in the first quarter, right? So, uh, you know, they had to end the game, but what if it was like in the fourth quarter, the game was way out of hand one way or the other for whoever It's like, couldn't they just give the bills or the Bengals the win? If there was like five minutes left in the fourth quarter and they were up by 21 or something like, like, cause you know, playoff seating doesn't matter. Atlanta's if, if the bills win and they end up facing the chiefs, they're going to play the game here in Atlanta. So mm -hmm. that's like, that's just such a crazy scenario. Yeah. But like I said, it's, it's, that's a contingency they had in place. Uh, but still, it's like at some point, you know, you give somebody a win or a loss, or you don't give them either. Uh, it could affect things like that. I don't know. Do you think they, they could like call a game if it was far enough? You know, like baseball, it's like seven innings. Uh, you give them a game. I don't know. I, I I would I would be furious if if I'm the the one on the losing end of that. But if you know, like five minutes left, you're down by three touchdowns, four touchdowns. <laughs> well, I mean, I I guess, but like, can't you like? I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not trying to be like the well, never say never kind of guy. But like, the I best still part think of football I, is the late game comebacks. I still don't. I don't think it would be the uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I think there'd be a because they'd have to talk about it. But yeah, it, it seemed like it took him a really long time before they finally decided to call that game. I think yeah. that's the protocol they're probably going to figure out. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's all I had. So yeah, that that does it for us pretty much. I think that's about it. That's okay. a wrap. Enjoy the last few football games of the year while you can, and uh, we'll be here on the, the LSU front next week. Yes, and we'll uh, we'll send out our prayers for all the players to remain safe. 
for the rest of the play, NFL playoffs. Uh, I think the NF, the, what is it? The, a, the, the other football league starts again in April. XFL. Yeah, no, no. The, uh, oh, the, the USFL. One. Yes. Thank you. Um, so that's, that's going to happen also. Um, but also send out some prayers for the LSU men's basketball team. Hopefully they find some chemistry or something. <laughs> Uh, but either way, we're going to talk about it next week. We'll have it all for you here on, on Talking Tig. So until then, hope you folks all have a great week. You stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.